we're going to be doing Testimony Sunday. We don't do this very often, but I always love when we do because God gets to do what he wants, and it's usually fun and interesting. So I'm really looking forward to your testimonies, to hearing from you. Um, and so I'm going to open up the mic in a minute to do that, but I want to lay some ground rules. Um, you know, like, like I can't, uh, you know, penalize you a whole lot, but I will, I will hand out push-ups. So... <laughs> And this time of year, that might be tough. Uh, so pay attention to the ground rules. Uh, first of all, um, when you come up here, you guys are a diverse group, uh, geographically speaking, height-wise. So um, you can either adjust your face to the mic, or if you grab this little handle here and squeeze it, this goes up and down, you can adjust the mic to your face. Either way, we want your face in front of the mic so that we can hear you. Okay, don't let it scare you. If you're shy, it's okay. We get it. We really want to hear from you. There's some, uh, some out-of-town folks that are old friends that are here today, so we'll get to hear from them probably too. Um, so here's the ground rules. Because we want to hear from a lot of people, let's keep it to a couple minutes. Uh, so we're going to prefer one another by not talking too long and letting lots of people have an opportunity. Everybody understand that? All right, now some of you are talkers, that's okay. And if it's over a cup of coffee, you can do 20 minutes. But here, two. Rain it in. You can do it. God will help you. Also, um, we, as much as we like hearing about you guys, and again, over coffee, that's great. We really want to glorify and honor Jesus. Our goal in doing this is to uh, just take a look back at 2022 and go, what, uh, just want to see in the congregation what cool things God's been doing as a way to just honor him and glorify him and praise him. So um, we ask that it be a, a 2022 testimony, uh, not something really, really old. Uh, no matter how good it is, we'll find another time for that. Um, so something God did this year. And we ask that it would fall into two categories. One, something cool God did in your life in 2022. Or two, Something cool God showed you in 2022 or taught you or, uh, you know, from the word or from something clever your wife said. How many of you have one of those? No, just me? Okay. Uh, wow. Come on, ladies. You know what I mean. Uh, so we want to we hear uh, what God's been doing in your life. And the other thing is this, in order to keep it to a couple minutes, here's, here's a helpful tip. Just share the things that tell us what God did or what God showed you and only the things that are necessary to that. As interesting as it is to hear how you got there and what car you were driving and why you're driving that car because what happened to your keys and uh, none of that really adds anything to the story. So you know what I mean? Everybody, you with me? Yeah. All right. So we're going to do this. Hopefully, we announced this a couple weeks ago so that you could prepare ahead of time. Hopefully, some of you did, and will come right up while the rest of you are going, oh, crap, I forgot, and they're thinking of something. So uh, we're going to do that now. And what you can do, we'll have one person here at the mic, and then a couple of you can line up over here and be ready so that there's not a big lag time between. And... Uh, if, if someone's going a little long, just keep standing closer to them. And if, you, if you're up here and someone just lays their head on your shoulder, yeah, just stop. Yeah, okay. 
All right, who's first? And again, a couple more come line up and be ready to go. Who's going to start? All right. All right, all right, I'll go first. I actually rehearsed this. It was two minutes and 30 seconds, but I'll try to talk a lot faster. All right. Oh, is the clock on yet? Because you've got to take time for laughter. I've been praying out of Revelation chapter 3, verses uh, kind of six, 17, 18, 19, 20. And, and I just love praying this, but I didn't have understanding of why these verses were together. So I'm going to read them to you real quick. This is to the Laodicean church. Jesus says, um, you say I'm rich, but you've acquired, and you've acquired wealth and don't need anything, but you don't realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you, which always intrigues me, to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you may be rich, white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness, to put salve on your eyes so that you might see, because those whom I love are rebuke and discipline, so be earnest, therefore, and repent. Next thing you know, he's standing at the door of our heart knocking, and if anyone hears my voice, opens the door, and I will come in and eat with him and he with me. And I'm like, God, how do these verses fit together? I was talking with a friend. You know, when you talk to other people about scripture, you get revelation about a different scripture. These are a divine exchange. Jesus is telling, I will give you my refined gold for your doo-doo. I will give you my white garments for your nakedness and that your rags. He's saying, I will give you eyes that you might see because you don't even know you're blind. Why? I will give you my discipline and my love, his discipline being guiding you for your repentance. That's all we have to do is come in repentance and ask for gold, ask for the garments, ask for the ISEV. He will gladly give them to us. And then he'll go, I'll knock on the door of your heart and say, can I come in to dinner? I brought steak. I'll let you have that steak and I'll eat your bologna sandwich. He is for the divine exchange. I just encourage you guys to read this and go, God, show me this divine exchange because I want to walk in it. Um, my name's Ted. For the, those of you who don't know, this used to be my home. I kind of grew up here uh, spiritually. And uh, I had moved up to North Carolina, and I was up there last year in 2022 praying, and the Lord told me to come home. Uh, we had been there about 10 years in the mountains and had planned to stay permanently. And uh, my wife and I were like, whoa, <laughs> you're going to sell the house and move back to Florida. And so we did. We obeyed the Lord. And uh, he just uh, put a grace on it. And uh, uh, we've been here now for uh, about four or five months. And it's, 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 we're home, you know. Love you guys. God told me years ago that my life would be a testimony of his provision. The latest chapter of that happened a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, I mean before Christmas. Um, I was given a cash gift of $200 on Thursday. Thursday evening, I broke a tooth. Friday morning, my dentist, who's building an office right across from us over here, got me in first thing, and he knows who I am, he knows I work here, he knows we're going to be neighbors and all that. And, he fixed my tooth, and he took the bill from the lady and said, no, 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 let's fix this. And he said, he looks at me and says, how about $200? Hello, I'm Kay Wright. So um, most of you know me, but um, 2022 um, threw me a curveball. So in July, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. 
um, which, you know, is, is hard to take in. But God had been trying to, not trying, but teaching me about what it is to really trust him, right? We all want to trust him and not panic and um, know that he has greater things. So um, I had the first surgery. I was supposed to have the one surgery be done, and that was in October. Um, and about two days after that surgery, um, I had a very vivid dream. And it was, I don't dream a lot, but when God gives me a vivid dream, I, I pay attention. So in this dream, I'm outside, and there are fighter jets randomly flying over my head. And then, and then in an instant later, I am on an operating table. And the surgeon is a doctor that I had met, really, really sweet lady, and she had these beautiful blue eyes. And she drew a line down my stomach like she's getting ready to cut. And so, of course, I'm full of fear, like, what's happening? And she leans over and literally puts her mouth on my ear. And as clear as I'm talking to you, she said, Jesus is with you. And in that moment, I'm crying because she's speaking Jesus over me. I'm just crying. She's getting ready to cut me open. And I, but I wake up. And so a few days later, I find out I have to have a second surgery. But those fighter jets reminded me that God fights our battles, right? And we say that, but when it comes down to it, we all try to fight it on our own and cry out, why, why? And, but God fought my battle. I'm cancer-free. So, yeah. Yeah. so I just want to give a shout-out to this church. I have been covered in so much prayer. I told my surgeon that when he told me what was going to happen. I said, you need to know a lot of people are praying. <laughs> And then the other day when he saw me, um, he said, someone is really looking after you. And I said, yep. And I said, I told you so. So anyway, God fights our battles. And so my prayer for all of you in 2023 is let him, let him fight the battle. And a lot of that is just putting, we put on our armor of defense, right? He gives us all of that. But the battle is his. It is his. And so thank you. Amen. All right, I have two quick ones. Um, the first one, I was on the fence about sharing, but Anna wanted me to share it, so. Um, it seems kind of trivial, but, so Anna and I have favorite peanut butters, each one a different peanut butter. And like for the past year or so, the shelves have been like almost empty, and so, you know, every time I go to the store, I walk by that aisle, is the peanut butter there, is the peanut butter there. So this one day, I walk into the store and walk past that shelf, and it's empty. But here, sitting right in the middle of the shelf, is one jar of hers, one jar of mine, <laughs> sitting there. It's just like there's just no way. So, God, God cares about the details of every day for sure. Um, the second one, I think most of you know, I got a pacemaker a few months ago, and that whole process, you know, I passed out several times over a few months. And so the second time I was in the hospital for observation, I'm like, God, I'm done with this. I don't want to be here. And um, so it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. The nurse walks in to, to take me for a test, and um, I passed out right in front of her with all the monitors on and everything so they could see exactly what was going on. So from that point on, it was easy, and, you know, God took care of everything. So he, you know, timed everything perfectly. It was great. Happy New Year. <laughs> Lately, I've been praying and, and seeking the Lord for joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. 
we've had so much heavy stuff this past year. I'm just praying that God would shadow us, would overwhelm us with joy and make us real, not religious, but real joy, real Christians, real like he was. Well, I was praying last week and just praying, God, lift the heaviness, let us shake it off and be real, because you're wonderful, you're fun, you're exciting. Let's fall in love with you and forget everything. Anyway, I get this text message. I've shared it before, and every time I do, people start laughing. A merry heart doeth good as a medicine. I want to share the text that I got from my sister after I had been praying about joy. It's not religious, but it's human. I was in the store the other day using the restroom. Am I talking okay with this thing? Uh, in the restroom, and just as I close the door, I hear this voice next, in the next stall. Hi, how are you? She says, well, I'm all right. <laughs> the, the voice said, so what are you up to? Well, right now I'm kind of busy trying to work things out. <laughs> then a little bit later, can I come over? And, the, and, she, and she says, excuse me? Then she, the voice says, listen, let me call you back later. This lady over here, this crazy lady is answering all my questions. <laughs> There, that's better. November 13th, in the middle of praise and worship at the end of the service, sitting back there, and all of a sudden I had this sense of something happening in my left leg. So I start flexing it, just moving it just testing it to see what God was doing there. And I could tell it was different. Back in 2008, I had a torn meniscus from playing racquetball too aggressively. What can I say? And there was lingering pain. Well, it wasn't just that the meniscus was torn, it's that when they went in to snip the, trim the meniscus, a couple weeks later, three weeks later, my knee was larger than a, a grapefruit. It was more like a, almost a cantaloupe in size because there was an infection in there. Now, several years later, I learned that there were a number of surgical instruments that had been used for surgery where the manufacturer had not made them properly and it allowed tissue residue to stay in the instrument and was causing people infections. And I went through five weeks of short-term disability. I was on a walker, a cane. I mean, this is serious stuff, guys. When, when you're disabled like that and you're not able to even go to work or function, 
But that got cured. But there was still lingering pain at times. So here I am on November 13th, back there in the middle of praise and worship, the end of service, and God is doing something miraculous. And what he spoke to me is, by his stripes, we are healed. And I wrote this word, healing stripes. God's plan is not just divine healing, but divine health. Think about that. Not just divine healing, but divine health. We're called to walk in that. Let us walk, leap, and run in our pursuit of the Lord. It's a little hard to walk, a little hard to leap, and it's a little hard to run when your knees aren't functioning right. Isaiah 53, 5 in the New King James Version says, But he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Now that was a legitimate healing, but I also had to do something else. I had to learn how to walk again because I had compensated for that pain and for the dysfunction in my knee where I wasn't, my gait wasn't proper. And I read a very good article that talked about this guy who had rehabbed his knee from walking backwards. You know, kind of like the moonwalk? And so it is, have you ever tried it? It's very difficult. It was like, a, like an old man shuffling when I started out. But last night I was walking around our neighborhood and I, and I was doing, I, I normally do about two minutes walking backwards and about four minutes walking forwards. That's about all I can take right now. But last night as I was walking around the neighborhood, I had a proper gait walking backwards. By his stripes we are healed, but sometimes we have a response to pursue building those muscles back, building the, the memory back of how to walk properly. And so I encourage you all, those two things go together. Divine healing and our response to it. I hope that helps someone. Happy New Year. <laughs> I um thank you. Christmas <laughs> Okay. Holidays are hard for me because my family is not close. Even though I have a brother and his family, um, we don't get together. I haven't been celebrating Christmas or Thanksgiving with them for 20 years. And it's, it's a lot because of the, the dynamics of my family. We're, we're, we're not close. 
we could live in the same house but not want to talk to each other, not want to spend time with each other. And so um, I carried that same behavior with the father. Um, as much as I love him, I feel anxious. And all through this service, it's like, I got to go. I want to go. I want to leave. Yeah. I know this is where I need to be. And I want to thank you to be my family. Uh, John and Nancy are my home group, and I want to thank everybody that's in that group for um, inviting me over. Um, but this is what the Lord said to me. Um, see if I can read it now. <laughs> he says, why are you anxious? Stop running away. Where are you going? Rest in my presence. There is no reason to leave. I am your peace. I am your safe place. I am your answer to all your questions and desires. I will love you always. I will receive you always. I will keep you safe. I will always provide for you. You are mine. I take pleasure in you. Love, Abba. Amen. And I want to say, if anybody else might have experienced um, some rejection in their lives or some distance, Know that our Father is our answer, and he will always love us, and he will never leave us. This is Heidi Barker. I hope we have a, hope we have a um, um, This year, hope we have a better year this year. I'm 20, 23, and 2022, 20, we lost most of our cousins. And I hope we don't lose most of our cousins, most of our cousins on 2023. Amen. Amen. My name is Dominique, and I can't even believe I'm up here right now, but something's telling me to. Um, I've been through a lot. I'm a recovering addict. Um, I've lost my kids because of drugs. I've died how many times I don't know. But it just hit me this morning because I haven't forgiven myself. And I know you guys know Chrissy and Jimmy, and they adopted my son when I gave up on him. And I have all these people that care about me and love me, and I just question myself all the time, like, am I worth it? But it, I was just over there sitting thinking, if they can forgive me for what I did, then I know eventually my kids will. If God has already forgiven me for what I did, why can't I forgive myself? So it just hit me, and I just actually forgave myself. And I don't normally go here. <laughs> 
I normally go to Coastline on Beachside. That's where my sponsor goes, but I came here today because of them and they let me see my son. So I just want to tell everybody thank you. And if I can do it, you can do it. And I'm going to start crying. So I'm going to go sit down now and happy New Year's and thank you. <laughs> And uh, Kath and I have three daughters. Our youngest, well, many of them travel on the roads and uh, 95, which can be kind of hazardous. <clears throat> and this year, um, I would always be praying for my daughters because they would be traveling on these roads. And uh, my youngest daughter was coming back from Orlando, and she was on 95. And somewhere around Galley Boulevard. She was going to Palm Bay from Orlando, called her husband, said, uh, I'll be home shortly. Well, she was supposed to get off either at Palm Bay Road or Malabar Road to get to her house, or 192 actually, and then <clears throat> go to their house. Well, she ended up uh, crashing on 95 in Vero. So somewhere between Agali Boulevard and Vero, she fell asleep at the wheel. And miraculously, <clears throat> she ran into the back of um, uh, a truck and had minor bruising, uh, flipped over in the car, and um, the guy that she hit um, pulled her out of the car. And so, um, you know, she did have a new vehicle, <clears throat> was a, like a Lexus that has that lane assist thing and everything, and of course, I guess braking, because I don't know how she went from a galley boulevard, somewhere between a galley and Palm Bay, all the way to Vero and crashing on 95 and not getting killed. So I just call it angel assist. And, uh, you know, I give God the glory because, um, you know, it could have been other circumstances that happened. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you for uh, being a, a good home place for us. Most of you know us. We're the Rainier family. I'm Jimmy. Um, but we, uh, God launched us into something that was a little unsure a couple years ago. Um, we were just walking in faith. Uh, we felt like God was taking us to Australia to do some mission work. And then with all the COVID things and stuff, they, they closed down the country. So we said, Lord, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing with that? And, um, and so we ended up finding our way to Arkansas, which is, you know, really odd it's funny, you know, some of the rumors were going around, like, are you going to Arizona or Alaska? You know, so, well, it was Australia, now it's all, you know, Arkansas, so we got all the A's. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, God is the God of yes and the no and the maybe later and, you know, and trust me for the future. And so it's really tricky um, learning to listen to the Lord and timing on things. And so sometimes we step ahead and sometimes we hold ourselves back and don't launch out. And so I would just encourage anybody who's watching or here today and you're feeling something from the Lord, whether it's here or it's to go, just step into listening to him and his timing. And so we have, 
I've been abundantly blessed uh, where we're at, and we just say thank you guys for praying for us. Um, uh, the first year was a little harder being in the cold. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's seven degrees, and you're like, why did we leave Florida? But uh, but we're in a in a really good place, and um, and and uh, I just want to read this verse because this has kind of become like my life verse. It says, "Now to him, this is Ephesians uh, 3:20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, which." I mean, we can have vision for something, but God has something so much bigger for us than we realize. According to the power that works in us, and so that goes along with your word about, we've got to activate. We can't just sit and God's going to do everything. We've got to step out and do something uh, that activates the word that he's given to us. Uh, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever. Amen. And we, we've seen it. We've been blessed abundantly. And so we just say thank you, House, for praying for us and continue to pray. Um, if you are praying for us, uh, one, we're, we're in a really unique place. Um, uh, I'll say it nice. Uh, God's using us in a church that is ready for, I think, for transformation. And so we're just praying. Uh, God won't let us leave yet. So <laughs> it's really good. There's there's some good things happening there. And just pray. Uh, God's blessed our business. I'm building houses, which is way opposite of anything I've ever done before. And uh, and we've seen him abundantly bless us through it. So uh, thank you so much. So, yep. Well, I want to give a testimony of something that happened in January. Um, so I'm a father of three beautiful children to me and my wife. And uh, my youngest, we had news. Uh, we wanted to go through a midwife service. And so we did that with all three of our children. Um, but they found out something through the, uh, the, the ultrasound that she only had a two-vessel cord instead of a three. So in order for us to stay with their practice, they made us go to Orlando, go to a specialist uh, to do another ultrasound. And at that ultrasound, they told us she was too far along. They couldn't see anything. The baby was too big. The bones are blocking the view. Um, so our only option at that point was to uh, sign a waiver that everything would be all right. Um, like if anything happened, it was on us. They were not responsible. And I felt the peace of God that that God doesn't just, you know, give you something and take it away. And children are a blessing. Uh, they're a reward. Part of me was stressing about the money of paying for this very expensive hospital because I had no insurance. But I knew that children are a blessing. So my wife taught me that, that children are a blessing, so God will provide the needs. Uh, even when it just seems unrealistic, uh, uh, because we grew up in two different, completely different lifestyles. Like, my parents would push me to think realistically, and her parents were all about pushing faith. So, <laughs> so I've constantly had this battle through, and so your spouses make you better. Uh, balance. <laughs> so anyway, so um, we went, and I, had, I just felt the peace of God. And so I, she's also taught me to be led by the peace uh, like the boots of peace, and not be led by finances or what seems the smart decision in the natural. Uh, so I had the peace of God that God was going to take care of it. So we decided to go ahead with our plan to have our home birth. We signed the waiver. Uh, during the birth, 
after she gave uh, birth, there started to have a little bit of complications there. Uh, the baby's breathing wasn't was shallow. She had fluid in her lungs. Uh, and then shortly after, my wife kept bleeding uh, heavily, and I could tell on the midwife's face that they were they were nervous. But something rose up in me, which was the Holy Spirit rose up in me, and I commanded the bleeding to stop in the name of Jesus. And then right at that moment, she looked again and she said, the bleeding has significantly slowed down. Amen. And it was like, you could just see this on her face, like the, the, the stress, the pressure was off. Um, so later during that, um, the midwife was like, you know, I feel daddy just needs to hold her and pray over her and we'll go take care of mommy. And so at that point, I just was praying that God would clear up this fluid and would strengthen her heart and, and just take away all this, this negativity, like bring complete healing and wholeness. And so I was praying over her and, and just speaking the word over her. And then when they came back and they listened to her heart, they could tell that the fluid was, was clearing up, that her breathing was getting stronger, her heartbeat was getting stronger. And so she didn't have any worry uh, after that. So she felt uh, it was safe enough for us to keep her at home and, and everything was good. And today we have a healthy, beautiful little girl who's going to be a year on the 26th. And so, like, I don't know, five, six months later, we get this, uh, we get this bill in the mail. And that's the second part where I'm like, whoa. I opened it up, and the bill was like $5,000. And they did nothing. All they did was take a urine sample, checked her heart, and all this. And they said they couldn't do the ultrasound, and it was still a $5,000 bill. And I was like, I rebuke this in the name of Jesus. <laughs> and I said... I command the records of this to be eliminated from the computers in the name of Jesus. I was declaring it. God was going to provide, so I continued to pray over it. Uh, my wife called them and worked with the financial assistance to see if they can uh, deduct it. And they found out we went through the wrong entrance. We went through the emergency entrance at the time. Uh, so that jacked up the bill. So they went to go to adjust it. So we got an adjustment in the mail, um, which the adjustment came down to like $500. And then I just kind of put it off because life got busy. And, I, and then we got another adjustment, and it dropped down to like $75. <laughs> and I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then uh, I, I forgot to pay it again. And so, and then another adjustment came in, and it was $15. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and pay this right now. And I go to <laughs> call... <laughs> So I call up the number, and it says, there's no balance due on this account. And I'm like, Olivia. And, and like I said, I've been battling this realist, so I went ahead and called the bigger numbers to make sure. Just out of nervous, no balance due, no balance due, no balance due. And, and then a week later, we get a check from our midwife service saying overpaid insurance for $1,700. God is good.
because I was sitting there wondering how in the world am I going to do that without knocking myself in the forehead. Um, my name is Mary Redding. Uh, my family and I, we started coming here back in April of this year. Um, I don't have much to just pinpoint. There's been so much that has happened. Um, I just want to give testimony on God's grace that he brought me and my family here. Some prayer warriors up in this room, and I love it, and, and on, online. I am so thankful. I have been such a brat walking with the Lord. Like, give me this. I want this. I want this. For you, Mama, I, I didn't have an addiction to drugs. I had addiction to myself, and I lost my kids. So don't sweat that. I'm so thankful to have been in a room where you forgave yourself. Self-forgiveness is important. Um, and with all of that, the Lord just was speaking to me this morning through James 4. You have not because you ask not. We serve a mighty God, and he wants the big prayers. He wants specifics, just like we've all heard. He loves the details down to rebuking a bill. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. And then you got paid. I mean, I mean, it's just it's greatness. I just, you know, I just, I love the Lord, and I love our church. I love this home. I love our pastors. I'm not going to cry today at this microphone. I won't in Jesus' name. I'm going to cry later, though, probably. Yes, that's a guarantee. But I just, I want to get up here and just say that even though I may not know each and every one of you, I love each and every one of you. Y'all give a look to our family. When we walk through this door, Pastor Aaron just ignites my bonus daughter that I have here. I'm not going to put her on blast, even though I just kind of did. But she loves coming here. We love coming here. Sundays are not complete without the rock. So thank you. Thank you. That's good. That was like a minute. That was a minute and a half, Pastor Tony. Hey, everybody. I'm Scott. I'm Mary's husband. Um, first off, I'd like to thank the Lord for this particular congregation. We come from Maryland. We used to go to a church home there for over 20 years, and we, we moved to Florida because we feel like the Lord called us to Florida. He called us here for such a time as this. Um, and we came here. And uh, we searched around to a few different churches, but when we walked in this house, John gave us a hug at the front. And Mr. John is a great hugger, and he's a great greeter. And when I walked in here, it was, it was a, a place of realness. There was no, there's no judgment. There's a welcomeness. There's Jesus's and Holy Spirit presences in this house. So we came here with a with vision, and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but the Lord worked in and through Mary. And we, we had absolutely nothing except for the vision that God had given us. And along with that, we create, well, God worked in and through us. My man over here, Ephesians 3.20, I prayed every single day at work over what I do because I can't do it without the Holy Spirit, and he has to do it through me. So God created a company through us called Grace Graphics. He did it. Mary created the logo. We came here not knowing anybody except the Holy Spirit and knowing the Lord. And then we went out, and Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, seek, and find. Knock, and the door will be opened. And if you apply your faith to what God puts inside of you, if he puts a dream inside of you, if he puts a vision inside of you, and you wake up with it every day, and it's still there, and it's not going away, that means there's still hope for you to go See that vision come to pass that the Lord has put in you. So he put this inside of me, this vision, 
and it's still growing. And I just want to say what God has done. In 2022, he created his company. He got us all our insurance. He has created divine appointments. We have relationships. We have rapports with people. We are light and we are salt in a world where we work around a lot of truckers and people, you know. And we are able to minister the gospel. We're able to go out there and pray with people that wouldn't have prayed with us before. So I just want to give God all the glory and testify that, that he is good and he takes he takes ashes and he makes beauty. And he can do anything with you if you just have the faith and say, here I am, Lord, mold me, whatever it is you want to do. And people like Jeremiah, when you hear his testimony, it is astonishing to hear what God has done through the people here at the Church of the Rock. You know, and even to know that you were Pastor Aaron's third grade teacher, I thought that was so cool. I found that out from Pastor Aaron that he was a third grade teacher, you know. But I just want to say, I, am, I, I prayed for a church home and I'm so thankful and I'm thankful for the, the way that, they, that the, the youth is here. This is a true family body of Christ. And, it, it is, and, and prayer is amazing. And I'm, I'm just, I love this church and I pray for this church. And I pray and, and I encourage everybody out here to pray for your leaders. Because they're in a spiritual war every day. But they get up here and they do it day in and day out just for you guys. They serve the Lord, but they do it. They make time. When they're busy and they're working and God's got them doing things, but they'll make time for you. And I pray that everybody in our church here continues to keep an open line of communication because we can't help each other if we don't know something's going on. We can help if we know that there's a need there. And I am thankful to be part of Tim and Anna's home group. It's a lot of good, funny, Pacinian bots. They're there. So I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for this church. God has done a great thing, and I look forward to what God's going to do in 2023 at The Rock and in and through each and every single member of God's body here at The Rock. And I look forward to next year where we stand here, and it's testimony time to see what God's done through your lives. So 2022 has been a crazy major growing year for me. I have grown in the Lord so much this past year, but it all started in July. Um, I, I saw this thing where um, the International House of Prayer up in Kansas City, Missouri was doing a worship academy camp for teenagers, and I was interested, but it was a month before it started when I saw that, and it, I had to raise $1,000, and I didn't have any. So. I was hesitant and I was praying like, Lord, do you want me to go to this? And um, I just, I kept on feeling like pushed, like I need to go. Uh, so I sent out some letters to some people and in four days I raised $1,000. <laughs> and um, so I ended up going and my life was changed there. I experienced the Lord's presence so much and I just fit, like saw how much he can love us. And it was just an incredible thing to see, like love that lasts, love that's more precious than gold or silver. And he just grew so deeply in my heart and I just, I learned so many things and he just took me there all of, like just so suddenly. It was amazing. Well, this last year, in a lot of respects, it was kind of disappointing to me. But recently, uh, I discovered some things that really got me excited. Uh, I'll back up a little bit. When I was 75, I received a prophecy that I had decades of ministry ahead. 
that sounded pretty good, you know. I, I'm 75 decades, that means 95. Oh, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty good. Uh, and I know a lot of people look at the Bible and they use a, prof a prophecy in there that your days are going to be uh, three score and 10, 70. Wait, I was already 75. That one don't work for me. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's supposed to work for any of us. Recently, I've heard an explanation that there was another prophecy that our days are to be 120. The 70 years was for those that didn't want to cross over. They wanted to go back to Egypt. And they had to die in the wilderness. Oh, that makes sense to me. So I'm going for 120. This is kind of a word for 2022 and 2023 for me. As we were here in worship this morning, I was listening to the Lord, and I remembered a word that John Dockendorf gave us about a month or so ago about carrying the cross and taking the cross with us. And I was thinking about that and how the cross is sometimes our ladder, sometimes it's our lamp post sometimes it's our leaning post and even our bridge and i realized this past year it has been a leaning post for me and i lost my mother a few months ago and that's been hard for me this year and so the closer it got to christmas it was getting harder and i realized because this is a finite world the cross is not limited to the finite world, and the cross has been a parachute carrying me through this year of missing my mother. And then the closer it got to Christmas, the harder it was. December was a hard month. And instead of a parachute, it came down, and it just covered me and wrapped me and carried me through Christmas. And I, I know my mother is having a great time in heaven. I've seen her twice there, and I know she's enjoying it. But it's this time of being without her that's been difficult for me. And as I look at it, going in through into 2023, the cross is going to be what we need it to be. It has been my parachute, and it has carried me to the ground. But then when Christmas came, it covered me and wrapped me. And I just, I praise God for that. And I thank him so much for carrying me through. And I appreciate this church being here through Christmas. And it was a beautiful service, even though you didn't preach. Um, <laughs> not that that's why it was. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> 
Thank you, thank you. Because we haven't we haven't been here very long. We've only been here about six months, and I'm already harassing the pastor. Um, so, but I just wanted to say I hope that you all look to the cross as being what you need it to be. It will form and change its appearance. It's not limited to this world, and it will become what we need it to be. Thank you. I debated about coming up here because I feel like this is a story that Denise should tell, not me. But she's homesick, and so pray for her that she'll get better. Um, but anyway, she has a, a ring, and her ring—it's—it's um, it's one of those birthstone rings. We have three children. We have a girl, boy, girl, and the two girls were born on the same day, four years apart. So she has two stones that are are the same type of stone. Don't ask me what stones are what, but but uh, but anyway, she noticed recently that one of the stones was missing. So and it was one of the the daughter stones. So she took it in to get it fixed, and they said, well, you know, since you have two stones the same, do you want to re- you're going to have one stone that's going to be shinier than the other stone. Do you want to just go ahead and replace both stones? And she said no. I said, Dad, it kind of gives, you know, and, and she felt like the Lord was telling her no. And, and the reason for that is, is that um, our one daughter, she was addicted to alcohol. Um, she almost killed herself drinking too much. And she gave it up, and she's been sober for a year now. And she's, yeah, and, and she's like, she's like the, the old daughter, you know, when she was going, was addicted, she was gone. She wasn't the same person. You couldn't even talk to her or have a conversation. She wouldn't participate in any family stuff. And, um, but now, this past Christmas, she actually went to the family Christmas um, dinner that we have. Um, she had avoided that for like two, three years or so. And she finally came back and, and comments we've heard is that, oh, it's like you got the old Rachel back. So, so it's like the ring being shiny now is the Lord's reminder that don't give up hope. Don't give up hope because the Lord can deliver. <laughs> and, I'm Jimmy's dad, and I'm granddad to Ian, and I'm proud to be Ian's granddad and all of, all of Jimmy's kids, but that's not where I was going so much of that. God's given me a whole different, I retired from the base about four years ago, and I said, uh, I kept hearing Love, Inc. in my heart, in my spirit, and I went to work with John Moss there and working with furniture and uh, the thrift store, and many of you probably go there, Village Thrift. But what God has done, I, I thought like I wanted to be a drummer all my life and I want to play drums. And I have played drums with Jimmy, but I'm, I'm working with a different drum a lot of times now. I take trash out back to the dumpster. So that's a big drum. But it, I mean, a lot of people, that's funny too, but, but it's also a ministry. There are people that dive in those dumpsters. And just recently, just before uh, today, there was a lady out back, and uh, she goes with this guy, James, that Cheryl knows, that works there. And Cheryl 
organizes everything and dump, puts out what I take out to the dumpster. And Cheryl knows them well. Well, she put a whole bunch of clean socks in the, in the trash can to go, and I kept them on top. And lo and behold, the woman that comes with James was right there, and she was out there sorting. And I was able to just everything off the top, out of the trash can, everything that was good that the Lord wanted her to have went right to her. Is that not Jesus? Loving right there at the dumpster. So I praise him for that. What he's having me doing. I'll take the trash, but I, I love on people too. I just visited here today. Uh, I've been through about eight churches up here in two and a half years. And uh, they're in bad shape. Really bad. And uh, so am I. No. <laughs> the, uh, uh, just really discouraged about trying to find a church that uh, is serious about the gifts and uh i heard this thing on the radio it's talked about churches that rock and i go yeah that's what i need i need a church that rocks <laughs> so so i go online and i go church that rocks and this comes up it says church of the rock and i went okay well the holy spirit right works in mysterious ways his wonders to perform <clears throat> fine so I pull it up online, and I start looking at all the, you know, all the different people and, and then the theme, what you stand for and everything. <clears throat> a lot of churches have what they stand for, but and it's all looks good. And sometimes it might take a year before you find out that it's not what they say. And, you've, you know, it's really bad news. So, so anyway... <clears throat> Bottom line, the reason I got up here is because several months back I was in my uh, kitchen putting oil, olive oil, on my salad. And the Holy Spirit came and stood next to me and spoke to me audibly and said, that oil is holy. <clears throat> and it got my attention. So I ran back to the back to my computer, pulled up olive oil, started talking about all the incredible things that olive oil does for you. And I went, well, the Holy Spirit just told me that oil, is, that oil is holy. Well, I had gout. I had sugar diabetes. I had um, arthritis in both my hands. I, had, I was on six meds. I had gone through two MRIs. There was a big shadowy area on my prostate. I'd already gone through three biopsies. I couldn't find anything. I said, I don't want to do no more biopsies. I said, you know, just do the MRIs and then find out what's going on later, pinpoint it. So uh, I started taking the extra virgin olive oil. It says if on a scale of one to ten, if your if your pain is uh, uh, if your pain is a ten, you take two ounces in the morning, two ounces at night with a little bit of tomato juice because tomato juice apparently cuts it, so it can go into small arteries and stuff. So I started taking the olive oil. Uh, it healed my sugar diabetes. It healed my gout. It healed the arthritis in my hands, <clears throat> right? I'm on zero meds. I'm no meds. Sure, it's all gone. Everything's healed. So I go into my doctor after the second MRI, <clears throat> and uh, I told him. I said, it, it did all this. He looked at me, 
because he was looking at the new MRI. He says, guess what else it's done? I said, what? He said, 50% of that shaded area on your prostate is gone. How we do? Okay, just giving you the two-minute warning here, so you need to, you know, no more timeouts. You need to come up. Good morning. Sorry about my voice. I lost it, but I'm finding it again. So, anyways, um, I just wanted to say, for several years, I've been trying to get to Guatemala. I wanted to go for several months. Uh, my main goal was to learn Spanish, but we are connected to ministry there and people there, so I knew people there, and I did want to get to spend some time involved in that. Um, so finally this year, uh, God made it happen for me. It all came together super quick and easy. And I went down there for um, two months and it was a really great time. I learned a lot of Spanish um, and I got to meet so many people and that's the best part is I went down there with kind of my main goal to learn Spanish and it was really slow at first, and I was getting frustrated. It was like I came down here to be surrounded by the language, hoping to learn it quickly, but it was like going really slow, and it was frustrating. But by the end of the two months, um, I'd almost forgotten about that goal. I did learn Spanish really well. I can communicate pretty well with them down there, but I'd practically forgotten about that goal just because I'd met so many amazing people there, and, and it shifted my focus from learning Spanish to just loving the people. The people are so amazing there. And so I came back. I had, um, a month later was the trip that the church sent, uh, the team the church sent. And uh, my mom had started fundraising for me while I was gone and fundraised a little bit. But I came back and I had like just enough left over to finish covering uh, my trip in November so I went back again with the team and that was all that was really great too I got to see everyone again and I've built connections I believe will last and I still communicate with people there hired a piano teacher so I get zoom piano lessons in Spanish um, but yeah so uh, I do want to say thanks again to all of you um, here uh, almost all of the money I got for these two trips uh, were from all of you so I want to say thank you a lot and um, going back to God shifting my focus it's something that he kind of had, has been working on me all year so my um, I guess the chapter that has really been standing out to me lately is 1 Corinthians 13 the, the classic chapter on love and I'm the type of person who's always I get very easily unsatisfied with myself because of all the things that I feel like I should know and should have learned that I haven't learned yet that I don't know and it's taking too long to learn everything. And that chapter just starts with like, it doesn't matter if I know all the tongues of men's and, men and angels, it doesn't matter if I know all the mysteries of the universe, you know, all those things that it's like, I wanna know this, I wanna learn this. It's like, it doesn't matter if I don't have love, you know? So it's like, love is the most important thing. So I guess that's what God's been showing me lately is it doesn't matter what else I do with my life if I'm not using my life to show God's love to the world, then it's, it's nothing. I just want to um, share the experience of, you want to come up, Heidi and Lisa? 
the Barker family and what God did for them this year. And um, sorry, <laughs> through you guys. And um, so just, um, so God kind of put it, they were displaced from their home because of water damage and stuff. So there was more water damage than we realized. And um, so they were living in a hotel for a while, for quite a while. Like we, I think it was almost six months by the time we realized, oh my gosh, they've been in a hotel for six months. Then <laughs> we, let's look at this. Um, so God kind of put it on Keith's heart to really take over this project. And just miraculously, um, Robert Hinckley, who is an awesome guy and has so many talents, was available in here and not in Maine working. And so he kind of was the project manager. And then Keith just kept sharing their story, sorry, with, with all these people. Like Keith knows all these people from real estate and from a softball team and we counted more than 50 people that donated stuff, donated time, energy, um, materials, different things. And um, long, long story short, because he thought, oh, well, maybe we started like this in January. Maybe we can get them in by like um, Wayne's birthday in March. Uh, maybe, maybe by Easter, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Well, it was early May, but um, God, God pulled it all together and they, their home is totally restored. And they're, they're living in it, and they're keeping it up, and Heidi's sweeping the floors, and, and they're just, they're having a beautiful, renovated home. And it was a lot of people here at church, um, so many people, I, I just can't even, um, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to leave anyone out, but thank you guys for your support for them. And God really loves this family, and he's blessed them. Thanks. So Eliana asked me to share this testimony for her. Um, probably from the beginning of 2022, she was suffering from really bad anxiety every night, like debilitating. And we prayed for many months. And finally, probably about four or five months ago, so it's probably about a six-month process, she just prayed one night, um, really cried out to the Lord, and he completely set her free. <laughs> How are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, here's what we're going to do. I was, um, I want to do this, and then I'm going to let you close, Greg. How's that? Um, yeah. I'm just going to have a, we're going to have a, it's clear we're going into overtime here, but uh, you can tell what I was doing last night. Yeah. Uh, what I love, and, and this has been fun. You guys have done a great job. Thank you. This has been really good. What I, uh, my phone's decided now it wants the code. Sure. Okay. Um, what I want to share, what, what I've been hearing to sum all this up, and then I'm going to let Greg come and, and close this up. Um, most of you probably memorized this verse, John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, Right? And so we, we pray it, we claim it, we, we, we say scriptures that uh, apply to our need uh, because we know this verse. Well, what God did this year, early in the year, and, I, and, you know, I'm a word guy. It's like I haven't read this a lot. But, you know, things will come alive to you. 
so uh, I started noticing how many of these promises that we claim have conditional uh, attachments right next to them, in this case, right before. And so this stood out to me. Um, verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Verse 31 is, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And so I'm like, well, this abiding in his word sounds important. It sounds like I can't just say I know the truth informationally and be free. And so uh, I started thinking, how do I do that? And it's, it's just living in it. It's just going... This thing is alive, and I'm gonna I'm gonna live it. I'm gonna live in Isaiah 53 or in or in uh, Ephesians 3:20 or whatever word God's speaking to you. I'm gonna act like that's alive and real, and I'm gonna and that's what I've heard again and again and again and again. And that is so encouraging to me uh, that you guys are abiding in His Word, and then things are happening. People are getting set free from anxiety or getting healed because you're abiding in His Word, and it's making you free. Amen. So we'll keep that up. Uh, I wanted to do a little worship at the end and have everybody uh, be able to pray for each other because when you give testimonies, it builds faith. And why not, uh, if people need something, have prayer for that. Uh, so what I think I'm going to do here at the end, I'm going to let Greg share. And then uh, rather than have the ministry team come up and all that like I originally planned, um, Let's just have you guys, before you leave, uh, if, you, if someone around you needs to pray, let's just pray for each other. Uh, so I just want you, uh, I'm going to let Greg share, and then he's going to pray and bless us, send us out. Um, and I want you to just pause and go, anybody here, you know, within three feet need prayer? Tell them what for. Tell them in about 10 seconds, and then they'll pray for you. And you don't have to pray long. Just Pray the word. Isaiah 53, whatever. Amen? All right, Greg. I am the reason for the two-minute rule. Uh, for tw over 20 years, I was one of the three guys uh, here at Church on the Rock. And this is a weird week for me because it was 11 years ago that Tony, Gary, and I stood in front of the congregation to say, it's time for Pastor Greg to go. And so for the last 11 years, I've been on the road as a full-time evangelist, um, supported solely by folks like yourself. I don't have any church support, uh, just folks like yourself doing it. And I do prisons and schools and all that kind of stuff. But I live in cool. As Pastor Tony was saying, cool stuff will happen. Cool. I live in cool. Because it's all about faith. There's stuff that goes on all the time. I don't have enough time to share now because there's so much of it, but just get my newsletter. You'll see it about once a month. But a couple of things that have happened really recently, a bunch of folks here have been praying for it, and I wanted to give them an update. I've been having trouble with my driving leg. Uh, I've put in about, gosh, almost 60,000 miles this year driving because of the equipment that I carry. Uh, I am a, uh, uh, an illusionist, a gospel illusionist, and so I have to carry stuff with me. The doctors were like, well, we think that it's a blood clot. For those that know my story, I've got heart trouble. And clots are not good. Clots are not good for anybody, to tell you the truth. Um, but they did the x-ray or the ultrasound when I got back this past week. And it turned out it's not a clot. And thank you for your prayers for that. So that was excellent. Um, every end of the year, I pray for a steering 
word. What, what's going to be my word for the year? And the thing that the Lord gave me as I was praying was the word unstoppable. And I thought, wow, that's cool. Well, if you know me, well, just, you know, talk to somebody about me. Um, I, nothing, nothing slows me down. Nothing stops me. And I thought, well, that's a cool word. Um, I noticed over the last couple of meetings that I've been overseeing, we've been doing like some prophetic stuff. And a lot of people I've been praying for have been getting the word unstoppable. I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, I'll give them the word. I'll give them the word. And so I thought, well, am I, am I supposed to do something with this? So I thought, okay, Lord, give me, give me a little more, a little more. So I'm playing on Facebook, and one of those dumb meme games came up and said, what's your word? So I put my name in there, and what word comes up? Unstoppable. The next day, as I'm going through some, some news items, the word unstoppable appeared three times in a news story. I thought, okay, so that's my word, but I'm also supposed to give it to you guys. And this is the verse that's going to come with it. Proverbs 24, 15, and 16. Don't interfere with good people's lives. Don't try to get the best of them. No matter how many times you trip them up, God's loyal people, God's people following the word, will not stay down for long. Soon they're up on their feet while the wicked end up flat on their faces. So, unstoppable. 2023. Should I do something goofy before we do? Hands out, thumbs up. Hands out, thumbs up. Good. In a second, I'm going to do something with the left hand. See the L? Okay. God put it there. Notice I've got most of my voice back again. Yeah, that's another healing that God did. Okay, hands out, thumbs up. Now, palms out, thumbs down. Left hand over the right hand, interlock your fingers. Wiggle your pinkies, wiggle your thumbs. Stretch it right out, Robert, straight out. Wiggle your pinkies, wiggle your thumbs. Ready? Now, you're going to turn your thumbs right straight up to count of three. One, two, three. Yeah! You probably just didn't follow directions. <laughs> Stay in the word. God's word is conditional. Follow his directions and you won't fail. God bless you. I forgot the best part. Everybody take a deep breath. Uh, for those of you that don't know, my, my catchphrase is he's fun believable. I take fun wherever I go, and I believe in the Lord. F is faith, U is unlimited power, and your time is now. So when you see me, you see he's fun, believable. So everybody take a deep breath. Let it out. Oh, Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you that, Father, we have a new start, a fresh piece of paper this year of 2023 to write down the things that, that you do for us, that you've done for us. But Lord, as we've heard, it is conditional. We've got to follow your word and do your word. But Lord, I pray that, that as they gave testimonies today, they recognized your goodness, your grace, your mercy, your blessings. 
And Father, this is such a great congregation, such a great church. I just pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit, fresh oil on each one of them. Each one receiving that oil fully like olive oil, the thickest part, Father God. And Lord, once again, I say this will be a church that sends and sends to create revival around the world. I still look for the big rock out in front of the church, Lord, because this is a, a church that's built on your foundation. Each person here, no matter where they are, in their closeness with you, they're getting closer every day. I pray for the leaders of the church, Father God, that they would stay committed to you, to your word, to the gifts of the Spirit, Father God. This is a church that's set apart. It's a different church, a congregation that, that is different, Lord. And Father, we just pray that that difference will make a difference in the world around us. So Father, as we leave this place today, we leave with your blessing, and we just want to honor you, praise you. Dad, we just want to love you so much. We thank you so much. We honor you, and we bless you. And Lord, help us to be unstoppable this year. In your mighty and precious name, Jesus, we pray. Go in peace. Amen.